Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, April 29th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a look at leader Kevin McCarthy. Number two, the latest drama for Madison Cawthorn. And number three, a new political ad out against Josh Mandel in Ohio. All right, let's get to it. The top story leading Punchbowl News AM this morning is Kevin McCarthy. The House Republican Conference and its leader have had a lot of drama over the past few weeks, particularly this past week. So uh, let's look and review here just to get, get everybody up to speed in case you have missed out on this, which is doubtful. But the New York Times' Jonathan Martin and Alex Burns, friends of the program, reported that McCarthy informed other House GOP leaders he was going to tell former President Donald Trump he should resign rather than be convicted by the Senate for his role in the January 6th insurrection. McCarthy denied making those comments, of course, until Jay Martin and Burns had the receipts and they released the tape. McCarthy also said that some of his GOP colleagues, namely Representatives Matt Gates of Florida and Mo Brooks of Alabama, were endangering other lawmakers with their inflammatory rhetoric leading up to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Um, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise said on the same tape that Gates may be breaking the law by verbally targeting other lawmakers. Scalise apologized to the Florida Republican this week. All right, so that clearly uh, got them pretty banged up this week. Those kinds of comments were are not popular. Yet, the two are still on track to be Speaker and Majority Leader if Republicans take the House in November, as pretty much everybody expects. At the moment, though, the GOP leadership is on edge. We've gotten numerous queries about what else may come out from the J. Mark Burns book. There's serious angst in the leadership about who taped these private phone calls, and there's also a lot of finger-pointing over who's to blame for this period of upheaval. Our focus, as always, is on power, how it's gained and wielded, and we're going to dig in a bit to the dynamics McCarthy faces during the coming months. None of us have a crystal ball, but as I said earlier, it looks increasingly as though Republicans are going to win the House majority, so let's work under that hypothesis this morning. So let's take a look at the four dynamics working in McCarthy's favor to become the next speaker. First of all, no doubt about it, fundraising, right? McCarthy's life is and has been the House Republican Conference. He is a prolific fundraiser, and his members know that. He not only raises money for uh, himself and the National Republican Congressional Committee, he also raises money for the Congressional Leadership Fund and American Action Network, as well as GOP candidates and state and local parties. Put simply, the party would not be in the position to regain the majority without him and his massive fundraising. Number two, any opposition is small and unorganized. This cannot be overstated, right? I think the one thing that you always hear in de- in the, on the Democratic side of things with people who get frustrated about Speaker Nancy Pelosi is, you know what? You can't beat someone with no one. And as of right now, there's no one but McCarthy. Um, sure, are there questions and doubts, concerns even coming out of this past week? Yes. There's a lot of chatter right now among members and between lawmakers and reporters. But are Republicans committed to voting against McCarthy? Right now, the answer is no. Gates is really the only Republican actively agitating against McCarthy's ascension to speaker. 
Gates, though, of course, is under federal criminal investigation for child sex trafficking, so his position doesn't necessarily carry a lot of weight within the conference. All right, number three, history is really on McCarthy's side. If Republicans take the majority, McCarthy will have led the GOP to two consecutive winning cycles. The majority would be his in a large sense. You know, this also is in 2015 when the then 50-year-old McCarthy was trying to succeed John Boehner during the middle of a cycle. It's incredibly difficult to see the GOP dumping McCarthy after he led them back to the majority. McCarthy knows this. He often says it. He said it to us. It really doesn't make sense to, to change the coach after the Super Bowl. Number four, time is on McCarthy's side. The reason this week was so filled with drama is because Congress was actually in session. The House GOP had a conference meeting and reporters were at the ready with questions. But now the House is gone until May 10th. And when McCarthy is out of Washington, good things happen for him. The majority and the Speaker's gavel will be one out there, not in D.C. Let's look at the four dynamics now working against McCarthy. Former President Donald Trump. Put simply, nobody knows exactly what Donald Trump is going to do when he's going to do it. Over the past week, you know, McCarthy and a lot of his allies have put out comments saying that, you know, that he and the former president are still in good terms, uh, that there aren't any issues there. You know, Trump is simultaneously McCarthy's biggest asset and liability. Trump presumably knows that McCarthy is likely to win the speakership, and that's why he's backing him. But maybe McCarthy's grip weakens in the coming months, giving Trump an opportunity to play games. Sure, Trump and McCarthy have been useful to each other during the last six years. But it's also important to remember that Trump has absolutely zero loyalty to anyone besides blood relatives. The second thing working against McCarthy here is the other shoe. The House Republican Conference has given McCarthy a pass here, but who knows what else will come out in the next few months. If anything does drop, it's feasible to think that McCarthy's fellow GOP colleagues won't be as charitable to him as they were this time. The third thing, why McCarthy? Sure, McCarthy spent decades in politics as a staffer, state legislator, and member of Congress. He has a solid conservative voting record. One of his biggest weaknesses is he isn't known for any major legislative achievement or victory. He's not an expert in any one policy area or topic, and he's never chaired a major House committee, or even a minor one, to be honest. The last three speakers, Nancy Pelosi, Paul Ryan, and John Boehner, all chaired very important committees and had a legislative track record. This is important when it comes to actually leading a conference. McCarthy's specialties, of course, are politics and relationships, and every party leader must have the ability to build those alliances. But in many ways, this is McCarthy's chief claim to the top rung of leadership. The fourth thing, the press. Put simply, McCarthy's once cordial relationship with the D.C. press corps has deteriorated badly. There's a ton of reasons for this, and we certainly don't need to review all of them. Um, but that is an important thing that we're going to have to see. Does he choose to really continue to have a downward trend with reporters or, you know, and sticking to just conservative media outlets and kind of leaving the mainstream press at arm's length or not? Uh, that's going to be something that it, we are going to be watching in the coming days and weeks. Uh, and remember this, politics, especially congressional politics, it's, it isn't a morality game, at least not right now with the Trump-aligned GOP. At worst, McCarthy lied. At best, McCarthy's guilty of making declarative statements when he shouldn't have. Either way, today's House Republican Conference wants him as its leader for now. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. 
Madison Cawthorn hit with new ethics complaint. Wow. Embattled GOP Representative Madison Cawthorn, the Republican from North Carolina, is facing a new ethics complaint alleging that he's involved in an an inappropriate personal relationship with his scheduler and personal aide that could violate House rules put in place following the Me Too movement. The group Fire Madison Cawthorn filed a complaint with the Office of Congressional Ethics, the independent ethics watchdog, alleging a number of violations by the first-term lawmaker. You can read the complaint. Uh, It was first reported on by the Daily Mail. It is certainly salacious. The Daily Mail report includes a video showing Cawthorn in a car reportedly with Stephen L. Smith, who served as Cawthorn's scheduler and American with Disabilities Act aid during 2021, according to House disbursement records. Cawthorn was paralyzed in a 2014 car accident. Smith also reportedly lives in Cawthorn's North Carolina home. The two have a relationship so close that Smith, quote, joined Cawthorn on his honeymoon to Dubai in 2021. Cawthorn's marriage ended after eight months. Under House rules, a member, delegate, or resident commissioner may not engage in a sexual relationship with any employee of the House who works under the supervision of the member, delegate, or resident commissioner, or who is an employee of a committee on which the member, delegate, or resident commissioner serves. The OEC complaint against Cawthorn also suggests that the GOP lawmaker provided free housing, travel, and loans to Smith, a potential violation of House rules. This is just the latest in a string of scandals and potential uh, misbehavior that Cawthorn has engaged in that has been reported on in the press for the past several weeks. You can look at the complaint and all of the stories online at punchbowl.news in our AM edition. Uh, But the thing that I just want to unpack here a little bit is this complaint. The OEC, OEC can initiate an investigation based on the complaints and send its findings onto the House Ethics Committee, which has the power to sanction any member or staff for rule violations. But the OEC is restricted in what it can do during an election year, so this process could drag on into the next year. It's also important to note that the Ethics Committee doesn't have to wait for OEC to finish a review. The Ethics Panel can open an investigation into Cawthorn on its own authority. The Secret Committee has been known to do so based on high-profile media reports. All right, let's get to the number three story of the morning. We've got some the latest from the campaign. Protect Ohio Values, which received a $10 million check from tech billionaire Peter Thiel last year, has a new spot up against Josh Mandel in the Ohio GOP Senate primary. The ad running in Columbus, Dayton, and Cleveland says Mandel is, quote, another failed career politician squish. It also features the late Senator John McCain, Senator Mitt Romney, and former Ohio Governor John Kasich saying nice things about Mandel. The ad ends by saying, he's for them, not us. All right, with that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a great weekend. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.